Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sap and Chance. This week we are going to talk about Edge. You thought you knew him, Edge is all elite. All this plus Raw and our predictions for Fastlane this Saturday on this episode of Sap and Chance. So everybody strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chats. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined with me, my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, man? Looking colorful. What's the shirt today? Really well. How about you? Oh, I just wear old shirts. Oh, okay, okay. It looks like um, a video game cover I used to play called Yukaza. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's the Muay Thai in-laws. Nice, right. Back when they went to Thailand or whatever there. Nice, nice, nice. Have you yeah. been to Thailand? I've never been there, no. Oh, okay, okay. Nor have I. But anyways, brother man, did you see what happened this Sunday? I did. I was watching football, but I heard about it, yeah. Wow, hey, did you expect that or did it kind of catch Yeah, you? they were talking about it for a couple of weeks that he was coming out the big show. It was rumored, so I wasn't wasn't that much of a shock. It's a thing that you can't hide much anymore. Everything gets leaked out nowadays, right? So Yeah. I guess cool for the fans that were in attendance in Seattle. It was just down the road from us. Well, no doubt. I mean, I mean, from that ex- from that standpoint, any type of debut is always fun, right? I mean, at the yeah, end, live. regardless, I mean, it's a debut is a debut. What are you going to do? Pardon me, I'm cracking this hatch. There we go. Um, but at the end of the day, what do you make of it, though? Like, what? What? Do you, I don't know. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was that great. Well, I think we're we're the Edge is a Hall of Famer. He's had a great career, but. Now, all of a sudden, as soon as he shows up, I've never heard anybody call Edge an all-time, like, one of the GOATs. Now everybody's saying he's one of the GOATs because he came to AEW, so I don't know where that came from. He's an old man. Like he's, so old. he's got a bad neck. He's got a few more matches in him. said he wants to wrestle or re- join up with Christian and wrestle Jericho and all those guys, so I guess he's almost 50. He's 49. I mean, well, this I mean, looks good for his age, but it's like oh, they got to put some young guys over and develop some young characters with a mix of the old guys. But yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think, I mean, from the one perspective, I understand why he's doing it. I mean, if you look at his answers and the way he was was explaining himself, I don't not that he has to explain himself, right? I mean, he's done no. everything there is to do. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, but I did feel he was taking shots at the WWE at in the press conference, right? I mean. Maybe tongue-in-cheek, maybe not, but regardless. No, I just throw in a couple of light jobs with Triple H. Triple H just started to get some people starting to job him a little bit now, right? Yeah. But, just jobbing him a bit. Rick Boogs is jobbing him a bit. Well, here's Some's the deal, man. When, when, when Edge came back, Vince was still in charge. Mm. Right? When Edge came back, Vince was in charge. Triple H had nothing to do. He was working NXT at the time when he came back, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you think about all those things. They signed the contract with Edge for 10 matches a year. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. the contract. Now, I think the other part of this is like, you know, he was saying a lot of the same things in the presser that Daniel Bryan was saying that, oh, you know, I wasn't getting an opportunity, this and that. Like, I feel I can go. Well, here's a case of two guys, Edge more long, more so longer than than Daniel Bryan, being on the shelf for almost a decade. I know. So your body, yeah, from that perspective, yes, you're almost 49. You're almost 50. But your body, I guess, hasn't gone through the the bumps and the mad hits and whatnot. So you kind of are a bit refreshed, right? 
Well, I think that's the thing with Vince with Edge and with Daniel Bryan is they got the bad necks. Guys are in the mid forties. Edge is almost fifty. You know when they get older, man likes to push you out. You know it's a young man's game, and Vince knows that better than anybody. Yes, he keeps some older guys around, but the guys almost fifty with a bad neck. You watch Edge when he moves; you can see like he still moves good, but he walks and moves like an old man in there. Yeah. So I don't blame them. They probably didn't want to pay him what he wanted, and they let him go. So, but Edge is to go to the Hall of Fame. He'll come back. He ended on fairly good terms. So, but he's already in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. They put him in, but he'll come back. I mean, like he'll be around. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just interesting to me that you know, like I, I want to f- wrestle full time. Like, what? Well, I'm sure you know WWE could have facilitated it if they wanted to. But here's my thinking on they it: they won't let him go full time. He's too old. Well, this is the reason I think about it, and I think we talked about this off air a little bit. And I come back to Jerry Lawler. You know what happened to him? And mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, I think that was a catalyst that kind of really turned the tide for the WWE again publicly yeah. company you know there's a lot on the line if someone gets really really hurt and what have you so I mean they're they're doing their own due diligence in my opinion in protecting these athletes um you know if they feel they can go then yeah go somewhere else and go because we can't take that responsibility that's my take of it yours yeah I agree that's part of it absolutely it's part of it. I think it's a combination of many many things he's almost 50 you got to open up it for younger guys that get that edge of spot. I mean, how much, how long can he have the top spot for? He wants to wrestle full time. His body can't handle full time. I hate to say it, he's going to find it out pretty soon if he's wrestling full time. Well, let's find out. Like I said, he starts yeah. Wednesday. He's going to be at Dynamite uh, cutting a promo. Apparently, he's going to go up against Luchasaurus. I don't know. Yeah, I heard that um, too. So, so that's going to happen. So, I mean, he's got his wish. I mean, he did say that, you know, he was close to retiring, but he feels that he can still go. He feels he can still contribute. Um, he's you know, he there's there's guys that he's never worked with. I mean, ironically, yeah. enough, you would have thought, well, maybe not, but you know, Samoa Joe is one guy he wants to work with, another guy would be Darby Allen and what have you know, Sammy Guevara, whatnot. But these guys are young, but I mean, I guess time will tell how much he can handle, right? On a week to me, when I think of AEW Edge, I know he's had a great career at WWE. To me, Edge is the perfect AEW guy, he's got the body. The kind of thing they go for. He's hot with indie guys. Like he's more of an AEW guy, even though he cut his teeth in WWE and became a you know Hall of Famer there. To me, people like Daniel Bryan and Edge to me are more AEW guys than WWE guys. Just Please the style. So, how how often has Daniel Bryan been injured since he's joining AEW? I don't know the exact many the amount of times. Well, I'm just saying it's, it's enough. It's enough for me to yeah. walk, ask you that question and hoping you'd have an answer, right? I don't have the exact number. No, no neither do I. But I'm saying at least off the top of my head, I can say at least three to four times in the time that he's yeah. there, concussion, whatnot. Because I mean, they're not going easy on each other. Like it's 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 almost a shoot fight in some of these cases and some of these storylines. Like it's just yeah, they go hard. Oh, I wish Ed's the best. He's a good guy and he's had a great career, but. At 50, you need to keep pushing the line. I guess he feels he does. So I guess, the, one, I guess the one benefit he has is it's just maybe TV twice a week. There's no house shows. There's nothing, right? So, I mean, yeah. you come and cut a promo. You might have a match one week. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. I guess we'll see what the stories are, what they're going to do with him, and how he's going to fit in. Right now, he's kind of in a mid-card, pro- in mid-card program, if you ask me, with, with, with Christian and whatnot. But... Not shitting on any of it. It's just, you know, just kind of like, you know, wow. Makes no sense to me personally. I think it's being way overhyped. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference in the ratings. Maybe the first Dynamite, after a while, it'll fade right back down. The only Edge, guy... is, not, Edge is not an eagle mover. Let's be honest. Like He's got a great career. He doesn't, he's not a big draw. He just isn't. 
Yeah. Now, my question is, when they end up in Toronto, because they're in Toronto a lot, will he wrestle in Toronto? He says he'll never Absolutely. wrestle But he says he'll never wrestle in Toronto again. He'll, he'll, just like Flair and Michael said they were retired, you know, money talks. Michael stayed retired for a long time, and I think he was really, really pushed into that match. He didn't even want to do it. Still did it, though. So did he Flair, did. right? So these yeah. guys, it's like a Tyson fight. These guys always retire, but at the end of the day, it's all about the money for all these yeah. guys. All right, brother man, let's move on yes. from that. Uh, congratulations to Edge. I hope nothing the nothing but the best for him. I hope his neck holds out. I hope he has yeah. a great run there. Um, but ultimately, it's just another example of the old man going to the other side. And you look at the average age, average age of the roster in WWE. I totally see it, man. I can totally see your point. You know, it's a young man. Yeah, young, so, young, they're fit. Uh, way, way more older guys in AEW. Way no, more. All right, my man. Um, let's move over to the big show, I guess, the big times. Um, WWE Fastlane this Saturday. Slow build, not many matches. I think we got five total matches for the card. But before we go there, why don't we just talk about the go home raw? Did you catch catch any of it? I did. Yeah, I was okay. Yeah. I thought the opening was really fun. It just the way it all kind of just you know Shayna and uh, Naya fighting out to the ring, sort of a deal, and. Having Raquel come in and then having um having um Rio show back up, right? So everyone's yeah. back into the mix again. That was really fun. It is every woman for themselves. No one was really a friend. There was really no teams there. I mean, in mm. essence, three heels in one face. Yeah, that's true. Right. So I mean, a good start to the program. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, then you had the judgment day come out and you know, mommy's kind of taken over again and uh you know, was, was it Jay who, who said that, you know, it looks like, you know, we have a tribal chief here on Raw referring to Mommy saying she's got the biggest balls out of everyone. Yeah. She didn't really, she didn't really kind of, you know, disagree with it either, though, if you looked at her. Yeah, that was good. That was a good line. Right. So that kind of led into, you know, I don't know, what else happened on Raw that stood out in your mind? Nothing really, but I thought it was an average show at best. Like, I mean, every show can't be good. You write a lot of shows. I thought nothing really stood out to me. Just a little bit of a build for Fastlane, which is a, yeah. not one of the top branded pay-per-views. So, I mean, well, it should be decent. They put C, uh, John Cena on the show, so that'll help it put it over the top. Well, I, I think SmackDown will get more hyped up for it after SmackDown, I guess. I mean, Raw itself, Alpha Academy against um, Kaiser and, and uh, Giovanni from Imperium. Uh, they get the win there. Um, what else happened on Raw here tonight? I don't have my notes. Chompa was out. Chompa was out there. Yeah, Chompa. See, here's where I got confused. I thought this would mean a great match for the pay-per-view. There's only five matches listed for this card, right? Yeah, that's right. Only five so far. Neither the U.S. title, I believe, isn't being being on the on that card, nor is the Intercontinental title now, considering that they had last night. Good, good match. No issues with the match at all. But I mean, I I would have rather seen it on the pay-per-view. your thoughts on the other titles not getting shine on there, man? I think that the, nowadays the fans, they don't really care about the belts that much. Besides the heavyweight belt and a couple of belts, I think the matches are good. It's the people they like. They don't really care. Like Seth Rollins says, anybody care about wins and losses anymore? Not really. It's all about those flash moments, special moments, put you over the top, viral moments. So I don't think it matters with the belt, some of the belts on the line. I don't think anybody will even bat an eye at that. The hardcore guys with the regular Joe doesn't care. The younger fans... I don't think they mind. How about uh, Seth's promo from last night? Did you catch it? I did, yeah. The one with Michael Cole? I did. Did you see the... Um, did you read between the lines when he was talking about manipulators and puppets? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. He's, that was a good promo. It's not his best in a while. Right, 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 right. But but what I'm saying is read between the lines. Who said that first? Who talked about being manipulators and puppets? I don't know who said that first. CM Punk. Did he? Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't, so, I didn't, so, I didn't know. I didn't hear. I don't pay yeah, much attention yeah. to CM Punk talks. So well, I mean, that. I just remember that was from the pipe pipe uh, pipe bomb promo that he did yeah. in the Bonner. Um, one of them anyways. But it's kind of interesting. I don't know if that's just kind of opening a door or if it's just making a guy like me start to think that, oh, maybe Punk is coming back. He might come back for a couple matches and they'll retire him. Like one match I didn't understand on Raw is Ivar versus Xavier Woods. Like well, that, that match didn't even be on Raw. Most you guys well, like I mean well, I mean the, the program is between, the program is between the Viking Raiders and and you know the New Day, but it looks like no, uh, I know. This is your this is your flagship show, and you're gonna watch those two guys wrestle. Like that's when I see that, you want I want to flip over Monday football for that. I think those guys don't excite me one on one. Maybe it's a tag team I watch it, but being honest, like come on. Well, like I said, harsh, like the reality of it. Some of these guys on the main roster to me are look like NXT guys that shouldn't still be down there. I think. Yeah. Well, dude, like so, I said, I mean, we've talked about this before. Should Raw really be a three-hour program? No, I don't right. why they do. It's too much. Don't have if it's a three-hour program, that's what you're going to get, right? I mean, yeah. that's why I think SmackDown works so well. It's two hours. It's, you know, go yeah. go go. The promos are quick. The matches are not not quick, but I mean, they're 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 done well to yeah. to fit that time. You get all the things that you want out of that program. I think I've yeah. SmackDown more satisfied than I do Raw most nights because I feel, I mean, if you watch it back, if you know, sometimes if you DVR it or something and watch it back. Uh, you can notice that an hour of that program is just promos. Well, I, I find when I DVR Raw and I, and I watch going through it for the show and stuff, I'm fast forwarding through a lot of stuff. And I stop just because I have to watch it for the show. But some of that stuff is absolutely boring. Some of the promos are uninspired. They need better creative. They need better writers. Well, eventually, I... some, of the, some of the talent just don't have, aren't that great on the mic. And they just need some more creative minds back there. I don't know who that would be, but... Somebody is back there, some more creative stuff. Get something new, like some of these facts and some of these matches that I find them quite dull. Well, let's That's find out, man. One one day at a time. Let's see what they do. I mean, with the new regime. I, I just yeah. noticed the fact of the ratings that you got when Raw used to have five million, you've now around to two million people. So where do those three million people go? You know where they went? UFC and Monday Night Football. Because they don't, they're not they're just losing the average guy, right? So that's that's the problem. That's they gotta have more creative moments, more. More guys that look like stars to kick average Joe back. Wrestling's still popular, but not what it was. That's three million that you're talking about is you and me and the guys that are our age that were watching it at its prime of the attitude era, right? So I mean yeah, absolutely. You know, so so you think about it, a lot of those guys that were watching alongside us then, yeah, we stayed in their stands and you know, continued watching. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them left after, you know. Uh, but I think even if you would have been like back when we were in our twenties, like everything yeah, I love us in school. Now, if you were taking 120 year old kids, you maybe get 10 of them that would admit it was cool. And I bet you 80 of them love the UFC more. You know what I mean? It's just it's the way the society is. I think K Fabe has a lot to do with it. I think that curtain call yeah. has a lot to do with it as well, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. just having that happen and and kind of pulling the fourth wall down, so to speak, kind of changed the impression of a lot of people. So technology yeah. as well, social media, all of it. I mean, you can't really hide from anything. Nothing is a surprise. That's the thing. Actually, we all know who's coming, right? Right. It's still cool if you're live, but like to be honest, when Hogan turned, when Hogan turned, if he didn't watch it on the show itself, I don't think YouTube. Maybe YouTube was in his infancy. 
right? that wasn't even around then. Right. So none of it existed. Is if you didn't watch the show, you would have to read the dirt sheets, you know, the, the next morning or or a couple hours after the fact to find out yep. what happened, right? And then you'd have to wait a month for the fucking video to come to the video store. Yep. To rent it, to see it firsthand. So I mean yeah, it's just all these kind of things kind of play a role in it all, right? So it's just so yeah. goofy. It's like I was telling a friend of mine yesterday, it's like, you don't understand, man. Like, he's a younger guy. Um, mm. You have no clue how easy you guys have it. If, if you're out shopping, you know, and your favorite show is coming on, you don't worry about it like we used to. Because mm. I mean, at that time, you know, just for the younger listeners, just keep in mind, TV was the only thing we had. When yeah. that show came on, you saw it and that was it. And you were lucky to see it again, maybe in the summer when they did reruns. But wrestling wasn't like that, right? I mean, if you missed it, you missed it. Yeah. Done. That's it. Too bad for you. Pretty much. I, ironically enough, I went back the other night because I didn't see a Saturday night's main event because, you know, we were out that night. And I was too little to stay home. But I went back and watched it last week, you know, because yeah. it was available. So just an example. Yeah, you can watch whatever you want, DVR it, stream it. So it's just it's a different kind of ball game. So I don't know how they gauge how many people watch it still. You know what I mean? Because so many people, so many more people probably watch it taped. So many people watched it delayed. So even, if you, even if you DVR, it still counts as a, as a view because you still got to hit on the channel, right? I, yeah, I guess so. But if you're just setting the recording, how does your thing know? You know what I mean? Those channel like, you got it on. Yeah. The thing is, is that people will say, "Well, the athletes are better." Sure, maybe they can run and jump higher than they used to do back in the nineties, early two thousands. But that was the golden era. As far as TV, the, the the cast of characters, the writers, some of the best creative WWE writers ever were there at the time. Same with WCW. Because they caught lighting in a bottle, basically, right? Bro, there was and, only two writers, Pat Patterson and Vince McMahon, and they did everything beside the pool. Well, well, no, then you had the Vince Russo guys that came out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like this, they just had, they caught lighting in a bottle and had the right talent, the right place, right time. Wrestling got hot. And, uh, well, I think the one mistake, and I'll still yeah. stand to this, I think the only mistake, in my opinion, that they ever made was going PG. Well, you had, you had to, right? Because the advertisers, you had no choice. No, no, I mean, they did have a choice. They were a private company, and because of their ratings and everything, and everything that they have going on, even to this day, on the USA Network, on Fox, it's still the highest rated program on television. On on that Friday? On that Friday and on that Monday. Except no, when football's no, no, on. Except, except when football's on, right? But without yeah. football, from that September to February, yeah, that's the only competition, right? But so the I'm reason why McMahon went went public is so he could make more money, generate more revenue, right? He's all about the dollars. So if he had to go rated R to PG, he's going to do it, right? No, no, I get it. I get it. But I think that that was probably one of the biggest... Yeah, that hurts him, because he McMahon. can't do what he wants to do. McMahon's best when he's writing a rated R show. When he's... That's what he, you know, that's the kind of mind he has, right? And he's got to go PG, you're limited. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to call it R-rated or anything like that. It didn't have to be well, that. 14 and up. PG-13 or 14, whatever, right? I mean, that's all you needed. But, all right, man, well, we're going into Fastlane. So we have Fastlane yep. lined up here. Uh, here's what we know, okay? So let's start with this one. John Cena, LA Knight against the Bloodline, Jimmy Uso, and Solo Sokoa. Where do you see this going, man? I see, uh, I, I think John Cena, LA Knight got the W on this match. It'd be a good match. What do you think? Well, I mean, I'm thinking it should it's be. not for any belts or anything, so I don't see why they wouldn't let John Cena and LA Knight get the win. A big moment for LA Knight team up. They're actually almost the same age. That's a funny thing about John Cena and LA Knight, because LA Knight's yeah. old now. But yeah. uh, I think they're going to be a good match, and I think Knight and Cena take the 
take a W, man. What do you think? I'm in agreement with you. Uh, the only thing I was thinking about is like, okay, how's this going to play out in the bloodline storyline? They're finally starting to find a groove again. They're finding their dynamic. You know, they're starting to storyline wise. I mean, right. You know, just like yeah. you feel like there's some continuity there. Roman hasn't been around for a minute. Right. So yeah. you know, it almost wonder, okay, if this, if they lose this bring, does this bring Roman back? I got a feeling that one of the other members of the family is going to come out and interfere in the match and get the win for John Cena and LA Knight. Kind of keep that going. I believe you're right, but I'm thinking the other way. I think AJ Styles, I mean, I think he makes some sort of return. I think uh, those guys come out somewhere here as well. Because my understanding is the next Roman program will be with AJ. So they got to feel time, right? They got to feel time. Yeah, yeah, I know. It could be. Right? I mean, very similar to what they're doing at the other side, right? And we'll get into that match as well. Uh, last man standing match uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura. This is the second one of the series now. They're building this really nice, man. I love this dark Shinsuke. I like what Seth is doing with it, selling at the back. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think he drops it this time? Absolutely not. Seth keeps the belt. He's not going to lose to Nakamura fastly. That belt's too important. Nakamura is not going to be champ, I don't think, ever again. But if he is, it's not going to be at Fastlane. It's not an important enough pay-per-view, I don't think, for him to drop it to Nakamura. Seth gets a W. It should be a great match, hard hitting, some good moves, some good props. But no, Seth all the way. Yeah, I think Seth wins, but I think he wins barely. Yeah, it'll be tough. It'll be just to just to keep it over him, but right, right. But just no, no. It's a t- last man standing. No, I know, but I mean, it's gonna be, he's gonna throw him down, get up, push him up, barely get his arm up. He'll win. He's not gonna okay. lose. Yeah. Because I mean, just the way they're selling the back and everything and whatnot, it just it'll be too un, you know, just be too. It would just be a bad end to the story if he just dominated, right? So I think he's, he's gonna, not going to dominate, but he's going to get the W. Yeah, yeah, but barely. I feel it has to be dominated yeah. to to make the story work. Uh, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships are on the line. This match was made last night. Uh, Jay and Cody going against the Bloodline, man. Your thoughts? Should be a good match. It should be a fun match. I'm not sure how this one will play out. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win this one. This one could be 50 50. I'm thinking maybe, uh, I think maybe Bloodline takes it. Oh, sorry, Judgment Day uh, is going to get the W, but it should be a good match. I don't know. I'm not sure on this one. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Uso. Jay and, Jay and Cody take it only to further the story. Hey, just put something on those two for, well, uh, Cody, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, give him something. Give him something. He needs something until we get to Mania, whatever that ha- whatever that is, or whatever that looks like. Um, and I think just because, again, it, I'm starting to see that, like you know, the JD McDonough, uh, the JD McDonough um, being a part of this now. Yeah. Speaking his peace as well. You know that look that Rhea and JD had with Damian not looking. I think Damien's the odd man out here still. And Finn was even on Raw last night, right? So, no. you know, you know, you could be right that Cody and Jay get the belt. Something has to happen at Fastlane. I think right? so. it's not going to be set. So they got to have some sort of moment. So that could be it. Yeah, I think that's going to be the moment. And it's going to really build. Like I said, I think Damien's the odd man out here still. I really feel it. It just, it's just building towards that. And just those sideway glances that they're sharing. You got to look at all of it. It's all a part of the story, right? Yeah, um, you know, just the matches are one thing, but I mean, most of that story is propelled by the promos and, and the looks. So, you you know, just looking at those kind of things, I really feel 
Like, I mean, a week ago, two weeks ago, nobody wanted him around. Now only Damien's the only guy who doesn't want him around. Yeah. Like, even Rhea's kind of bought into it. And she's been gone for two weeks. Yeah, so, she has a break for Right? So, I mean, I just really have a feeling that we're kind of going to get something. It might not be that night. But I can see the titles being lost. And just the things Damien said, hey, look, I got my gold. I got my briefcase. You know, where's, yeah. where's, where's Dom's gold? Well, where where was the blood? Or sorry, where was the Judgment Day to help him? The way they've all helped each other. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. I think you're onto something. Let's see. Let's find out. Uh, triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship: Io Sky, Charlotte Flair, and Oscar. Io Sky retains, man. You think Io retains? I think so. I don't think I don't see her losing it at Fastlane in a triple threat match. But I could be wrong. What do you think? Well, I, first of all, I think it's going to be a cracker of a match. Just the three of them together, the way they all work, I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. I'm not going to say it's going to steal the show, but I think that's one match that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Just looking at the card, I really don't know what match here would steal the show right now. I mean, we're one. I think looking at it, I think just because John Cena's got a few more matches left, I think just that the aura of that and having them there with LA Knight, I think that might do it. It may not be the best match, but I think as far as emotions and stuff, that might be the one. Emotion and crowd, I think that would be the loudest match. Absolutely. Um, but again, it's not something we'd call match of the night or anything like that. Probably second. But who knows? It could be that six-man tag match with Tina World Order or at the Street Pop. I'm looking forward to that match too. So you just never know how these well, matches turn out, right? LWO versus Bobby Lashley and Street Poppy should be nothing but wash. To be completely honest, ever since those guys came up from, from NXT, they, they just, except for, you know, Ray and, and the other guy, um, Santos Escobar. No, Santos, Santos Escobar. Outside of those two, the tag team portion of them hasn't done anything. They've just been their oh. sacrificial lambs. I don't even know why they brought back the LWO. LWO was never even a, really that great or popular back when they were doing it. I know why, but back in the 90s, they were never a hot crew. They were never the top crew. They were mid-card guys at best. And to, to bring that back, we got to call it something else. I don't. I think it's kind of cheesy. To be I, think, I think at the time, because of the NWO, because of the, all the other WOs that kind of emerged after it, sort of, you had the BWO, the Blue World. No, I know why they did it, but I'm saying, right. why bring that now? Because no, they were the bottom it's, group. It's, it's kind of standalone. No one's kind of touching it, and it's merch. It's really the merch. People... I know, but it Brother, was never NWO or DX. Or I get it, I get it. The bottom group. You know this better than anyone else. You've seen it firsthand. Tina doesn't even have to be there, and he outsells everybody, right? So yeah, it's, no, I get it. So the LWO shirts, right? But Yeah. I mean, at the arenas, I mean, when we were, when I went down, were they formed in March or not? No, I can't recall. But anyways, you see a lot of their shirts in the crowd, like a lot of LA yeah. Knight shirts in the crowd, right? I mean, they may not. Yeah, it's the number one selling shirt right now. It's insane to think about, right? Something so simple. But I LA, mean, Knight, LA Knight is the new Daniel Bryan with, with muscles and a little bit bigger. He's the feel-good story, the underdog, the old man that could never make it, that, you know, finally got, he's getting his five minutes of fame and. It'll last longer than five minutes, but he's hot right now. People love the shirt for underdogs, especially the, the fans nowadays, especially the Generation Z and the Millennials. They see the underdog, the guy that shouldn't be there, might not deserve to be there. They just we want to put him over the top. And LA Knight is a new Daniel Bryan. Fair play, fair play. All right. I think he's kind of almost a copycat of Stone Cold and The Rock almost. He doesn't feel organic to me. I don't think there's much natural about him. He's got decent ability, but the way he does looks and moves, kind of like The Rock mixed with the Stone Cold, sort of. That's how I see him. 
Well, I mean, if he's a mix of both, it's working for him. People are buying into it, so he's got yep. something, right? Um, Doing something. So last match here that we know of, like you already mentioned it, LWO, Bobby Lashley, Street Profits. Yeah, I think it's going to be a squash match. I think this could have been done on TV. I think the Gunther to Masa Champa match should have been the match that was on the pay-per-view, not this yeah. one. Um, but hey, man, it is what it is. I guess that's just the way the... It's a decent decent card. It's not great. should be decent. Some of these cards that you don't look good on paper turn out to be better than the ones that do look good on paper. We'll find out on Saturday. But like I said, it's a sleeper card, right? I mean, it could be really, really good. I mean, who knows? We'll find out this Saturday, like you said. All right, brother Matt, I tell you what. Do you have anything for me? Top five? I do, yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Your top five, since we're talking, talking about him, or his crew, your top five Rey Mysterio matches. Oh, man. Um, Top five Rey matches. I would have to go Rey versus Eddie when they were in WCW with the Cruiserweights. That was just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, both guys were, you know, kind of in their prime, so to speak. I agree. In his prime, he's like 20, but I know what you mean. The purple suit one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a really good match. Um, Another good Rey match I really enjoyed. I don't know if I enjoyed it or thought it was funny, but I just thought when Ray won the title the second time and then Cena beat him on Monday. Yeah. You know, that was just kind of why. Just let him hold it for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, Ray versus Eddie in the cage match with Dominic on the line. Yeah, that stands out. Right? Uh, Ray winning the world title at WrestleMania in the triple threat. Yeah, yeah, that's number one moment, yeah. Right? That was awesome. And I would have to probably go and say Ray Mysterio. Oh, I can't think of another one, man. The only one that's coming to my mind is so many matches, right? Uh, the only other one that's coming to my mind is Ray Dominic right now. Yeah, that's your top yeah. five, whatever you think it is. Yeah, but definitely Ray versus Eddie in the steel cage. That's probably yeah. number one. Yeah, there you go. Good match. Good list. There you go. There you go. All right, brother Matt, I tell you what, why don't we wrap this one up here? Um, yep. We're going into fast lane, so we'll check that out. We'll see what it's all about. Congratulations to Edge on being all the leads. Yep. Other than that, brother Matt, let's wrap up this Tuesday by saying my name is Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. Everybody, please have a blessed rest of your week. Do what you got to do and relax and just take your time, man. That's it. Sam and Chance out. <laughs>